Welcome in to the first of two in the Money Podcast for this Breeders' Cup weekend. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. As we start with the Friday card, the future stars, two-year-olds in the spotlight on the Friday afternoon card at Keeneland where it should be just a spectacular weekend of racing weather-wise. So by Friday, they're saying the turf course should be firm, main track will be fast. So, Jim, let's jump into it. We have uh, five Breeders' Cup races to look at on the Friday card. The sixth race is where it starts. That starts the late pick five. Uh, there are three pick fours on the card, two pick fives. The other one starts in the first race. So let's begin with the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Sprint at five and a half furlongs on the turf. Uh, Wesley Ward has four in there. How do you see it? <laughs> yeah, Wesley's got a nice hand in here. Uh, and I really thought that Wesley's horse on the outside, Golden Powell, was going to be going to be the big favorite here. And I thought he was a deserving favorite until he drew the 14 hole. And, and I, I don't care how good you are, the 14 hole, the five and a half furlong sprint, is not a good place to start from. So this morning line is eight to five. I can't, I couldn't bet him at eight to five with your money. But I got to put him in the pick four and the pick five, uh, pick five, obviously. But my pick here was uh, one of Wesley's other horses, and. It's a maiden, believe it or not. After five, has not won. Um, almost broke his maiden at at, um, at Kentucky Downs. Got beat by a nose by trade deal in here, who's also in in the race uh, or also eligible outside for for Wesley and the Gypsy King. They probably won't get in. But after five, uh, came back and ran the, in the futurity at Belmont at six furlongs and just got beat by second of July. Uh, had a bad start there and came rolling at the end. And I, I just think that this, this horse is getting better. Wesley's two-year-olds always get better. And I'm, I'm going to pick after five at, at six to one here. you got to use Golden Pal. you got to use 2nd of July, uh, undefeated for uh, Phil Gleaves, uh, but in the 13 hole. So the, two of the best horses drew outside, and that, that's not a good thing in, uh, for five and a half furlongs. Otherwise, I think, all the rest of them look, look the same to me. I don't know much about the Europeans. Uh, might throw one of them in there, uh, probably Lippinanzer, uh, for Aiden O'Brien. Just uh, the horse hasn't raced that against that good a company overseas, but has uh, has won two races already. So he doesn't bring him over here for fun. And then Bodenheimer uh, for Valerie Lund, uh, who won the Indian Summer to get into this race, looked really good that day. And uh, Obviously, has a race over the track at this distance, so you got to throw Bodenheimer in there as well. But uh, my pick here is after five for Wesley Ward. I ended up uh, taking Golden Pal, but with a better draw, I might uh, single Golden Pal in multi-race wagers. But um, I was just so impressed with that last race. But your point about the post position is certainly valid. I'm hoping with you know, it's a decent run down the backside, and this horse has a good bit of speed that uh, that they can work out a trip. Uh, I think it's conceivable Ward could do one of the, what Chad Brown sometimes does in those older Philly and Mare turf races, go one, two, three, or one, two, three, four. Uh, after five was the next one I had on my list. Um, I like the fact that this horse is coming out of races at Kentucky Downs and then a six furlong race at Belmont, so I think should be good and fit. And um, the other two Wesley Wards are uh, have a shot, too, into the Sunrise cutting back from a two-turn race in the Bourbon. And then uh, Amanzi Yimpilo uh, had a, a nice run out at Santa Anita last time. Uh, so I think um, I would use all four in multi-race wagers. 
Um, Momos is another one I thought was a little intriguing. Christophe Clements never won a Breeders' Cup race amazingly and might get one this year. The other one I would take a look at is County Final. Mainly for me, the angle there is that Joel Rosario is really good in the turf sprints. He's good in a lot of categories, but uh, has a particular knack, it seems, for the turf sprints. And uh, off that angle, I uh, would consider that one in multi-race wagers as well. But I'm going to take Golden Pal on top. Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf presented by Coolmore America is next. It's one mile on the turf. And normally, uh, you look uh, by history to the Europeans in this race. And that's where uh, I am going this year, I think. The uh, U.S.-based uh, fillies uh, are stronger in the uh, two-year-old turf game, but I think for the boys, it's uh, all about the Euros. And I ended up on New Mandate. I, I listened to a podcast with Nick Luck, the analyst from uh, Europe for NBC on their Breeders' Cup coverage, and he talked about all the uh, European horses. And on New Mandate, he mentioned that Frankie DeTore, who rides this horse, had recommended to the connections that they buy him I think it was earlier this year, so I thought that was an interesting angle. Horse looks like, uh, I think, may like the firm turf that he'll get here. Well drawn, which counts for a lot in a one-mile turf race. So I'm going to take new mandate for a price in here. Battleground for Aiden O'Brien, who's done really well in this race uh, historically, but is on a long dry spell in the United States as far as uh, wins. So... Um, he has horses that improved steadily in three starts, was supposed to run uh, earlier this month, I think uh, around uh, Arc Weekend, and then the, the ground was so wet that they just trained him up to the race, uh, but uh, Battleground should be good and fresh. And then Cadillac, I thought, uh, was a, a big player in here as well. Uh, the horses that uh, ran 1-2 in the prep here at Keeneland, the Bourbon, Mutasebek for Pletcher and Abarta for Cox, they could certainly be players if you want to go uh, deeper. Public sector for Chad Brown, just on the Chad Brown angle, and you get a price on that one. And then the other one's the Learjet, which uh, if Golden Pal uh, really looks good in the juvenile turf sprint, the Learjet beat Golden Pal in a race at Ascot earlier this summer. But this horse is in the 14-hole going a mile on the turf. So I would think, if anything, you know that one might work out a trip to get up and get third or fourth at best. Hard to see a horse winning from out there with that short run to the first turn. So, new mandate for me in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. How about you? Yeah, we've got a couple of people here that work at Keeneland that, uh, that follow uh, European racing very closely. Jeffrey Russell is one that I pay a lot of attention to. And he gave me uh, Cadillac in here. Um, I like I like new mandate as well. Uh, I thought uh, DeTory talking about that was about, about wanting to, you know, recommending to buy the horse. Horses won three in a row. Um Moving up in class, um, moving up in distance from seven furlongs to a mile, mile, mile. Obviously, soon didn't he won the last time out at Newmarket. Um, always got to use the Euros. I'm, I'm going to go all Euros in this race. I'm going to use New Mandate the two, Cadillac the five, Seal Away the one horse coming out of a uh, very impressive victory at Longchamp uh, with a 105 time for a time for him, two hundred eighty-one thousand dollars stakes race uh, on Art Day. And, and one by eight, and you don't see that happen very often. There are only six horses in a race, but seven furlong race uh, on the turf at Longchamp, winning by eight lengths. So this horse is obviously in great form. So I'm going to use uh, him as well. I'm also going to throw in Go Atletico um, uh, off the uh, the same reason uh, at Chantilly ran ran a nice race and then uh, won a race at Longchamp. So 
uh, very consistent first or second in all five races. So I'm going to go all Euro here. Uh, I don't. I wasn't that impressed with any of the American horses. Um, the ones coming out of the of the Bourbon have a race over the track. You make a good point there. And Abarta has a chance to move up. Really was closing well at the end. Rispoli comes back to ride this horse, and and he rode her. He rode him on um, on Bourbon Day, and uh, saw a picture on Twitter this morning. He met him. At, in the paddock again and got his arms around him. So he obviously liked the horse and Rispoli is an outstanding turf rider that nobody knows about on the East Coast. He's just unbelievable on the West Coast. So Abarta might be my long shot here, but I'm going to go all Euro in the top four. Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies is race eight, back to the dirt at a mile and the 16th. How do you see this one? Well, I think this one, when I get to my pick four, I'm going to go deep here. There's a lot of question marks here, a lot of really nice Phillies. You can make a case for Simply Ravishing, who won the Alcibiades easily at Keeneland and comes back, same distance, same class, uh, you know, no no reason not to really like Simply Ravishing. No reason not to like Day Out of the Office coming out of the Frisette one by two and is undefeated three out of three. No reason not to like Princess Nor coming from the West Coast. Only reason there is those numbers don't look that good, but she was not, she was not persevered with as they say the last time out she won by eight and a quarter so she could have run a 90 instead of a 78 those three horses are all outstanding i think there's a chance for a price in here i think crazy beautiful wasn't really in the alcibiades i mean uh, kenny mcpeak runs one two she didn't really challenge simply the ravishing for the for the lead but held off the rest of them for second um if she moves forward and there is a lot of speed up front with simply ravishing day out of the office is going to go for the lead. Uh, Princess Norris got plenty of speed. So crazy beautiful might work out a trip here. So at 20 to one, she's probably worth a shot. Um, and then girl daddy for Dale Roman, um, won the Pocahontas at Churchill They've done nothing wrong. Two for two. So this is a great race. And I, I'm, I was surprised that they only got seven, but you got, five really really good fillies here and i think um it would not shock me for any of the five to win uh if you made me pick one to win it's probably simply ravishing just because she was so good in the Alcibiades. but i think crazy beautiful has a shot at twenty to one yeah you make a uh, nice point on crazy beautiful i'm gonna go back and watch that uh, alcibiades again i i took simply ravishing on top i just uh, was so impressed by what she did last time and seemed to win with a lot left in the tank and she's got a perfect draw from the one hole to seize control of the race. Um, I had day of the office, uh, day out of the office, and Princess Noor next on uh, my list. Um, but I'm going to add Crazy Beautiful and Girl Daddy probably too when we get to uh, the pick four, simply because I, I think I can narrow it down in a couple of other spots. But simply ravishing on top for me. But uh, I think you make a really interesting point with Crazy Beautiful. Ninth race, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf, one mile on the Keeneland Turf Course. Uh, like I said earlier, I think it's uh, the U of U.S. Phillies here. And Aunt Pearl was awfully impressive in winning the Jessamine here at Keeneland. But I took Plum Ali. I think it's one of those two. Uh, I took Plum Ali. I was just really uh, captivated by how she exploded late in that win at Kentucky Downs on September the 7th. And then came back with an easy win up at Belmont after that. I like that Rosario is back on. He won the debut on this filly. Um, but Aunt Pearl's going to be tough to catch. She's probably going to be out there on, on the front or certainly turning for home. So I think it's one of those two. Uh, Campanelle for uh, Wesley Ward, but the 10-hole um, for a horse that hadn't been around two turns is a big ask. So is the 14 editor at large for Chad Brown. But 
uh, it is Chad Brown. And um, so I think, you know, if you want to go deeper on pick fours, pick fives, uh, you could look at those two. I'd be surprised if uh, if it was outside of those four, and I really think it's it's Plum Ali or Aunt Pearl. Uh, of the Euros, uh, might take a look at Miss Amulet, uh, steady improvement, and she's well drawn out of the two-hole. And I like that they reached out and got Julian Le Peru, who rides this turf course very well. I thought that was a good move. But Plum Ali is my pick in here. How about you? You stole my thunder. I, <laughs> I like the two-horse. Uh, I don't like I, I don't like her to win, to win over the two Americans. I, I think you're right. I think it comes down to Plum Ali and, and Aunt Pearl in here. And I'm going to go with Aunt Pearl. And, and the difference maker for me is the race over the racetrack. Um, she, she was just awesome on, uh, on Jessamine Day and, and uh, one by two and a half, could have won by six if she wanted. And uh, moving forward from that, if she gets up around 90 by her, moving from that 83, she's going she's gonna, to uh, clear this field very easily. And Plum Ali has done nothing wrong. I just don't know if that race was as good, the New York race is as good as the Jesslyn was. So uh, I'm going to take Ann Pearl on top. Going to use this amulet in the uh, exotics because uh, Le Peru rides this turf course very well. Um, and as you say, they reached out and got him to ride this horse who's never been over here. And, and um, he took them out. So I, I think at 12 to 1, she's a bargain. Um, the other horse, I'll use Campanelle as well for Wesley Ward, uh, two for two overseas. Uh, at Ascot and Dobell, so got uh, got to throw her in there, even though I don't like the ten hole either. But so we're on the same same horses here. Um, I would flip Aunt Pearl and Plum Ali and take Aunt Pearl on top. We'll finish up the Friday card with the TVG Breeders' Cup Juvenile at a mile and a sixteenth on the Keeneland Main Track, and big favorite in here, Jackie's Warrior. Can you beat him? Oh, absolutely. I think I'm, I think Brad Cox is going to beat Jackie's Warrior. Um, I think essential quality coming out of. Seems like a broken record, but it really means a lot to have a race over this racetrack. And Jackie's Warrior has done nothing wrong, and I'm as speedy as can be, but I just think essential quality uh, can sit off him. Uh, Jackie's Warrior has not been uh, two turns yet. The uh, the mile race at Belmont is a one-turn race. Uh, you know, uh, Central Quality has already done the, the two-turn uh, two-turn race here at Keeneland at a mile and 16th. Luis Saez rode him perfectly. Brad Cox loves this horse. I just think Jackie's a, that that Jackie's Warrior is a deserving favorite here off of what he's done in, in New York. But I think Essential Quality has the edge and the home court advantage. So when we get to the uh, big four, I think it's really easy here. It's five seven for me. Um, reinvestment risk coming out of the same race, but Jackie's. He, he can't beat Jackie's Warrior up there. There's no reason to think he can beat him here. Um, really, nothing else in here jumps out at me. I, I think it's, I think it's a two-horse race, and um, I could make a case for either one of them. But again, I'm going with home court advantage, going with Brad Cox. I think Brad Cox has a chance to have a really, really good weekend here at Breeders' Cup. So essential quality is it for me in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Yep, we're on the same one. 19-point buyer improvement in that two-turn debut. Had all kinds of trouble first time out, and I was really, really impressed with the, the two efforts uh, for this horse. And uh, I think he's going to win, and you're going to get a, a nice price because of all the money that Jackie's Warrior is going to take. And Jackie's Warrior has not been around two turns. And, you know, Steve Asmussen's as sharp as they come. And he knew the things you talk about with the value of, of two turn, you know, getting a race over this track, which would have been a two turn race. He could have done that, but he stayed around one turn. 
And um, I think she might be, a, or he might be a question mark. So essential quality for me, if you're looking for a, a price underneath, you might consider King Fury. Uh, it's the, uh, from the Kenny McPeak barn. I know uh, I did an interview with him for our uh, Keeneland trainer interviews that we did during the fall meet. And Kenny was over the top high on this horse and just kind of ran a clunker behind essential quality, but then came back and beat uh, Superstock, uh, a nice horse for Aspewson, and, and beat that horse uh, in the street sense on the opening day of the Churchill card, and now wheeling back on, on short rest. But um, I could see that one getting up and at a nice price and, and maybe hitting the board or filling out a super. So take a look at that one. But essential quality for me. Brings us to the pick four. Jim, what's your ticket look like? Okay, pick four is, um, I think I got an $80 ticket. It, it's easy to spend a lot of money when you're looking at really quality racehorses. And, and so I try to try to stay under 100 <coughs> Excuse me. And I can be talked into going deeper earlier in singling essential quality. It uh, goes against my nature to, to try to beat a 7-5 to five shot with a single, but I still think he's that good. So uh, first race is the uh, Jubilee Turf. I went four deep here with one two five twelve 2 5 12 new mandate, um, Cadillac, and uh, Joe Atletico. So one two five twelve in the first leg. In the uh, in the uh, tenth race, I'm sorry, in the eighth race, I went five deep here with one three five six seven. Can make a case for all of them. So the ravishing day out of the office, girl, daddy, crazy beautiful, and um, the seven horse uh, princess north. So five deep there, four deep in the juvenile fillies turf with two four five. 10 with Miss Amulet, Plum Ali, Aunt Pearl, and Campanelle. And then finishing up with my two two uh, best horses of the day, Essential Quality, the five, and Jackie's Warrior, the seven. I think you make a stand in that race. No matter how you structure your pick four, if you're going deeper than two in that race, uh, I think you're you're stretching it. So that's an $80 ticket, if I've calculated correctly. One, two, five, 12 with one, three, five, six, seven, with two, four, five, 10 with five, seven. We think similarly on this uh, Friday card, and I'm actually going to single essential quality and go too deep in the juvenile Phillies turf with Plum Ali and Aunt Pearl. So it gives me the uh, flexibility to not go overboard on the ticket and still go, I was thinking to go really deep in the first leg. And I thought, you know, I'll just take them all. So I'm going to do all with one, three, five, six, seven, with four, five, with five for a $70 ticket. And, you know, try to catch a bomb on the front end. And if I do, then I'll feel pretty good uh, about how my ticket looks from that point forward. And uh, I'm going to take a, a strong stand here with essential quality uh, to single. couple of reminders. The Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies to the Distaff on Saturday is a two-day daily double bet. So is the Juvenile to the Classic. So sometimes those kinds of bets might get overlooked and uh, folks have uh, fun with those. So... Make sure that you, uh, if you are inclined to play that type of wager, uh, you have a couple of chances to do it on Friday. We'll be back with another edition of the In the Money podcast for the Big Saturday card. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and this is the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.